I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. The executive director of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation, Josh Mejia, recently spoke at an informational session on economic development. According to Mejia, one of the objectives of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation is to make Brownsville a focal point for entrepreneurial development. I'm going to try to be very brief with the with the update that I'm going to go ahead and, and provide you all on behalf of the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation. And I want to talk first about uh, what we're trying to do as your Type B Economic Development Group without forgetting our historical past. And part of this is, is playing an active role in what we call ecosystem building and the type of environment that's going to foster the growth that we're looking for as a community. And that type of growth as well uh, should foster that innovation among the human capital and in our pursuit of attracting that economic development investment into the city. So we can go to the next slide. So as, as you all may already be aware, the Brownsville Community Improvement Corporation has adopted a new logo, a new brand that reflects the role that we're playing in economic development for the community. Some of the items that, that we're adopting for economic development strategies are listed here on this slide. I'll be talking briefly about our new economic impact grants, working in collaboration with the city. Um, like you all saw my, my uh, mug on the uh, earlier shots where we went to ICSC in Fourth Ward last week. We're working in conjunction with the city to be able to provide strategic retail to be able to enhance the tourism effect into our community. In addition to this, we're also working with the Business Improvement and Growth Program. As many of you may all be familiar with, we call that the BIG Program. We essentially uh, earmark $600,000 to be able to recruit businesses into downtown and start activating some of that redevelopment. And I'm happy to announce that the 600000 that were intended for three years are almost depleted in that first remark and has attracted over $1.1 million in private investment into that area. So, That's a team effort, by the way. That's staff and that's everybody at the city also participating in, in this program. In addition to this, I'll also be talking about some new programs such as the Startup Texas uh, program, the eBridge Center, which is intended to be the largest entrepreneurial center of its kind south of San Antonio. So that's another flagship uh, product that we're working on. We're also working on harnessing the potential of opportunity zones that are in our area. And I'm so happy to hear as soon as I came in, I'm talking to folks that are already talking that same language about what we're going to do with Opportunity Zones. So that's one of the opportunities that we're seeing here since it's encompassing a part of our historic downtown. And we're also very happy to partner with the Texas Pace Loan Authority, or the Texas Pace Authority, to provide a loan program which helps developers go green by essentially mortgaging that expenditure into the property taxes that are actively being paid for those properties. So I'll be talking just very briefly on, on a couple of our key programs that we've now adopted as part of our economic development strategy. And we'll begin with the Ebridge Center for Business and Commercialization on the next slide. So you might, you might have already heard some of the, uh, the story behind Ebridge. We've spent over two years planning and working toilsome with, with some of our key partners, such as the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, the Brownsville Chamber, SBA to be able to approach a challenge that we had in our community, which was how do we foster small business development 
in a, in a way that allows for these businesses that are being grown here locally scale up and attract new markets. And throughout these two years of, of extensive conversations that we've had, we all collectively decided that the best approach is to consolidate all the fundamental resources needed to be able to make that happen, to be able to have businesses scale up and reach new markets. And hence, we went ahead and developed what we call now the eBridge project. The eBridge project was pitched left and right. We started testing the waters. Enough so much that we actually got the attention of our friends at the Economic Development Administration. And thanks to their encouragement to apply for one of their prestigious grants, I'm excited to announce once more that we were awarded with $900,000 to develop a 36,000 square foot building in downtown between the 13th and 14th Street. So I'm happy to, to provide you all with a, an update on our timeline. Uh, we're actively working at the moment this month on wrapping up the architectural work that's going to be the frame and the design of this building in hopes that by February we can begin a uh, releasing a construction RFP so that we can begin the redevelopment of this building. Once the construction RFP is awarded, we expect this uh, construction project to conclude within 14 to 16 months. So I'm crossing my fingers that there aren't any delays. We already secured our funding in hopes that we can open our doors by early next year. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs have, have approached uh, either myself or our colleagues or partners with this project and have asked us, well, can we take advantage of some of these programs that we are currently working on to release uh, through this uh, eBridge Center? And the quick answer to that is yes. You can either reach myself or any of our partners to take advantage of a lot of these programs. We offer programs such as incubation, we have a fast track program, which is an educational workshop that has been accredited by the largest entrepreneurial foundation in the world, the Kauffman Foundation. And we also have uh, other programs such as One Million Cups, networking with VCs. We have permitted assistance that will be provided by the city as well. Uh, we take advantage of our grants that we have uh, available as well, site selection service, etc. And I really want to take the time to, to emphasize that the, that the programs that we're bound to launch or that have already launched and are available for entrepreneurs are essential to begin creating that culture and, and hopes to create Brownsville as a focal point or a capital of entrepreneurship south of San Antonio. So we want to be able to enhance some of that and work with the human capital that we have, which adds to the vibrancy and uh, economic vitality of our city. And, and one of the key things that, that we also notice in our findings is that we keep on getting labeled as living in one of the poorest communities or poorest counties in the country. And, and that adds a very horrible stigma when we begin having these entrepreneurs talking to private lenders. Because as soon as you have an entrepreneur talk to a private lender, the private lender tends to just put this huge X in front of your, head, in front of your face and essentially speaking, it concludes to a no approval for a loan, right, to be able to scale up. So we thought to ourselves, well, part of creating a culture, creating a community for these entrepreneurs, right, we need to address capital attainment. Because at the moment, thanks to the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, we already have 15 businesses that are currently being incubated as a part of this program, three of which have been identified as scalable businesses ready to create new jobs to expand operations from within our community. And we're talking about businesses that range from the food industry to logistics, manufacturing, and tech. 
Yes, that's, we're actually working with tech companies here in the community, something that I thought was impossible to do here in South Texas. But we have the resources necessary to be able to do this, and um, in collaboration with the city, we're also working on the infrastructure necessary for that. So when we came across this challenge, and we can go to the next slide, there was a quote that stood out to me that came out in a paper on behalf of the research uh, and development arm of the International Economic Development Council. And the statement said the, the following, entrepreneurial firms create about two-thirds of new jobs. That's data that's being reflected at the state level as well. In addition, entrepreneurs also contribute to economic diversity and productivity in a community, which is true. Without the entrepreneurs that we have, without the entrepreneurs that are willing to take a chance in our city, we wouldn't have the awesome luxury of going to unique restaurants, trying out the local taste, figuring out what's new in terms of retail and services. So because of that, uh, thank you, uh, we went ahead and launched the Startup Texas program, which is a seed fund not only intended to provide the funding resources to scale up businesses, but it provides essentially a marker that validates that the business is ready for further funding in hopes that we can begin changing the perspective that venture capitalists have south of San Antonio. There's a reason why they don't come further down. This, we hope, is intended to validate that there is a market ready here in South Texas. And I'm happy to announce that we will have essentially two avenues that we can pursue with this. One, where we address companies that are already at that level that can scale up, and two, addressing companies that are about a few steps away from being at that level by providing them with the necessary workshops and training to get them ready to pitch for the seed funding and essentially getting them ready to pitch for venture capitalists so that we can begin attracting some of that investment coming in, which is a new economic trend that we're seeing at a national level. So on the next slide, we're happy to announce with the BCIC that we've allocated $100,000 as of January of this year for this fund. And we're expected to launch uh, sometime mid-February of this upcoming month as well. So for all of those who are inspiring or aspiring entrepreneurs that are looking for that funding, we encourage you to visit www.startuptexas.com so, so you can learn more and begin applying for this fund. We encourage you. I mean, I'm, I've always told people, if you don't use the funding, I'll find another way to use the funding for something else. So please share, share the data, share the information, and invite everybody that you know, whether they're local or non-local. In addition to this, um, on our next slide, I wanted to talk about our new economic impact grant. And as a type B economic development group, we're allowed to invest not only in assisting the recruitment of primary jobs through the industrial development that our sister organization performs, GVIC. But we're also, we also have that flexibility to invest uh, much more uh, in terms of the quality of life that our community needs. Some of these things include athletic sports facilities, entertainment facilities, and so on and so forth. But part of the economic impact grant is, is really defined and designed to change the the expectation of throwing all your incentive money to recruit businesses coming in. As you all may know, you probably are familiar with Amazon, the story of Amazon Headquarters 2, where we had plenty of communities all across the nation that would just try to collect as much incentive uh, monies to be able to throw at a company to be able to expand, which is good. The economic impact is there. However, for a community of our size, our resources are finite, not only for ourselves as a type B, for our type A as well. So we gotta be very innovative and strategic 
as to how we leverage those funds. And you can kind of see that already with the Business Improvement and Growth Program, where we took $600,000 to be able to recruit more investment coming in. Well, the Economic Impact Grant is designed for that. We're taking the public-private partnership model and inviting anybody, whether it's a small idea or a large idea, which is an economic development project intended to promote the necessary growth and catalyze our city so that we can start seeing some of those economic development opportunities come into our area. This could be something as a much-needed full-service hotel, which we talk about over and over again in our community. Or it could be something as a strategic retail center, which we talked plenty of at the ICSC show last week. Now, the BCIC is allocating $400,000 to be able to leverage for, for this fund and be able to partner up with uh, organizations and entities that are looking to uh, produce some of these economic development projects. We have some in our list, but we invite the community also through this open doors policy that we have to come to our doors and talk to us. And that's key. We have to talk and be able to develop projects together so that we address every single facet of economic development, the type of economic development that we need in our community. And I'm happy to announce that the economic impact grants are available as of today. Ms. Corey Pena, which has a plethora of experience, she has over five years as well. And I, I, everybody, if you can join me in giving a round of applause for Ms. Corey Pena. She's been in our community for over five years in terms of working with the BCIC, and, and we're very happy to, to see her flexibility, her creativity being applied to this Economic Impact Grant Program. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw her out there in the spotlight because her information is on the slide. Please save that information. If you know of somebody that has a project or an investor that's willing to come into our area, she's the point of contact. You can reach me as well. You can always, like I mentioned before, come through our doors so that we can begin the dialogue. The type of dialogue that is necessary, the type of collaboration that is necessary to be able to move the city forward. We hear you. We understand what we need and we're trying to be as transparent to be able to address these needs together. And in conclusion, I wanted to provide you all this update. I can talk about some of the projects that, that we've been working on uh, and that we've actually successfully recruited into the area, but I felt like it was necessary to provide you all with the update on, on what's gonna make and create the next generation or the next round of economic development projects that we need. And as I was driving here this morning, uh, I was actually going, I took the, the Morrison route and I was reminded about all the opportunities that we have. We see that North Brownsville is just growing. But we also see the opportunities in downtown, the Boca Chica corridor, the Price corridor. We have a lot of work to do. And I feel like if I, if I throw this update out to you all, the stakeholders, you all can come back and say, you know what, we also need this. Because it's not just a one or four team uh, project. It, it involves everybody together. And I thank you all for the time that you've taken to be here and to listen to us. The informational session was hosted by the Brownsville Chamber of Commerce and it was held at the Brownsville Event Center.